All righty. Hey, joining me today is my buddy Joe. Joe, say hi. Hey, what's going on? So a little backstory here. We're going to be covering, uh, we're going to do something a little fun. Normally I just stream my art, put up art tutorials and stuff, but I'm trying to bring back the podcast. I just don't feel like talking about world events or movies and stuff because I'm busy drawing secret projects. I'm working on a comic book series for a publisher that hasn't been announced yet. So I thought, hey, you know what? Joe and I spend all our time watching Comics Kayfabe talk about comics. You should go check them out too. And I am a keen Kayfaber. I do subscribe to their Patreon. Uh, I figure I got comics. Why don't we talk about that stuff instead? And Joe, you, uh, we met, what, I want to say back in 2001? 2000, right? yeah. 2001. I was in Germany in 2000, for certain. No. But, yeah, pre-9-11, uh, pre yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, by a couple months. <laughs> yeah, we're pre-9-11, by like four months. But um, we met, uh, Joe, you worked at a comic book shop when we first met. So yep. Action um, City. Yeah, Action City in Lakeside, California. Also, if you don't know, the comic book artist Pete Woods, he got, he, he was pretty big in that shop too. He's friends with the owner and and a whole thing. Anyway, but what I wanted to talk about was Danger Girl issue one, the danger size edition. Now, uh, Joe, are you, have you been aware of this danger size edition version of? Uh, no, I didn't know they, they made that. It's uh... Well, you aren't a real Danger Girl fan then, Joe, because if you had owned the Danger Girl preview <laughs> book like I got, right? And you had actually read to the very end on the last panel, it says, ask your local comic book shop how you can get the exclusive danger-sized edition oh. of Danger Girl 1, shipping in March of 98. Yeah, I wanted this so bad. And at Action City in 1998, that shop was owned by a man named Pat Duffy. Pat's a really good dude. And um, I told him I wanted this. And then I left town <laughs> June of 98, but I wasn't I was busy. I joined the army. And so I didn't have a chance to pick this up from Pat. Instead, when um, I got stationed in Germany, I found this overseas. And, uh, there was a comic book shop in Frankfurt, Germany named Terminal. They had, a, like, they had different, three different terminals, I want to say. So I picked this up. They had an English section of comics. This is a... It's not quite 11 by 17. It's 9 by 14. That's the danger side. It's weird. I've never seen a comic book published... Nine by fourteen. I mean, yeah, it's like, a. I know it's such odd. I mean, bigger it, than eight, bigger than eleven by seventeen, folded in half. It's, yeah, it, it's pretty big. But let's look at some differences here, right? So right off the bat, you can see this is darker. Than, yeah, than just saturated color. colors looks like. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, this has more of like a vibrant, whatever. This is this is darker, but it is the full comic just printed. Printed big danger size. <laughs> this is pretty crazy. Now, the thing about Danger Girl issue one is it opens up with this previously in Danger Girl, right? As if like this comic book kind of existed before issue one. And it did, because that's what this preview thing is here. I, I got this up. This I got this in I want to say December or January ninety-seven. This was like this preview issue. And this is I a had that little one, story. One time ago. I think, I do think this is collected in the trade paperback, right? Um, this is kind of fun, though. In the back was a Danger Girl sketchbook. And this is the first time I ever saw them, like, fake, like... It's got to be J. Scott Campbell, where they sort of fake, uh, like, a sketchbook. Yeah, he right? does a lot of that kind of stuff in a lot of his sketchbooks. To a lot of the analog-style stuff. Yeah, but did you ever see this in, like, 97? Like, no one was no. doing, like, this kind of thing, right? Like, mm -mm. 
Nobody, nobody was. But these are pretty dope ass sketches. Um, Agent Zero, his little Snake Eyes character. And look, he's already got sketches of all the bad guys. They're in here. And some preview pages. If you can see these, these are pretty dope. I remember staring at those for a while. Yeah, you were like, I saw yeah, yeah, like that, that, and then I got draw like this. <laughs> like, up. It's crazy, man. Like his roughs here are four up on an eleven by seventeen, and they're better than most people's freaking comics, dude. It's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And then there's a little interview with Jeff and Andy Hartnell, or yeah, the writer. Nothing really big here. Just like, what do you like? We like Star Wars and GI Joe, you know, and Indiana Jones. My like, uh, my favorite of Campbell's art is usually when uh, it's inked by. Garner, sorry. Alex Garner. I just, I, yeah, they, I think they were a great pairing. Yeah. Yeah, I really love this, this like advertisement with the awesome... Yeah, it's like a trailer. And stuff. Yeah, and there's a little like cartoon Jim Lee, right? Right mm -hmm. on, homies, right? I, th I think that that's Andy Hartnell, but I've never seen Andy Hartnell, but I think that's supposed to be Andy Hartnell right there. Yeah, I don't know if, if that is probably though. I mean, circle of friends, you know. Yeah, Chase I do know that the on page one that that bigger guy in the actual issue that that's yeah. Scott Dumbier. Uh, I know that for a fact. Yeah, that's a. It looks kind of like a, you. Know. That's a, that's the likeness. Without the goatee. Yeah. Yeah. So this is printed on like this paper's like. It's the matte paper. I actually really like it. It's not as... I, I'm not a big fan of the big glossy stuff. But, That's the same. Is that the same like the Max issues? The early ones with that texture-y? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it like yeah. absorbs the ink really well. Yeah. It just has a cool feel. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the... Um, like in Spawn issue 10 is when they switched over to like... Or 9... Was it 9? Maybe 10. But I think 9. It was the Angela issue where they shipped over to like glossy paper. You know, I guess like Steve. Like, this is like a like, like a step up from or a couple step ups from newsprint, right? Like newsprint's shoddy, but yeah. When uh, Pat Duffy he, at the comic shop at Action City, he he was friends again with Pete Woods when Pete started working at um, Wildstorm, and so Pat's telling me this. I don't know if it's true or not, but he would tell me like Jim Lee hated this kind of paper. <laughs> it looks dark. And look, it looks a brighter here because I've tried to adjust the lighting the best I can. It's a little darker in real life than what you see on, on screen. But, uh, man, I gotta tell you, these these number one issues is dangerous. It's pretty fucking dope, dude. Like, dude, the pacing, like, the action, everything is all cinematic. Like, he, he really sat down and, like, studied some shit to, like, that boat scene where it's just like flies through and then jumps over so sick right. hey brandon yeah you enjoying the video so far always well you did you know i have a youtube channel with like a thousand other videos a thousand <laughs> sadly so i think <laughs> i just wanted That's to remind everyone i just wanted to remind everyone out there watching the the show just uh if you check out uh, the rest of the sketchcraft channel uh, you can see that I got art. I do art. I got art tips. We got speed vids with audio commentary. I walk through my art. If you do color pencil, if you do watercolor, you do pen and ink, you do digital 
I got it all. I got, I got art tips, right? I got like perspective, digital Lincoln tips. I also have a thousand real-time live streams. So if you ever see me working on something and you're like, hey, how did I like, let's go check this out, Brandon. Let's go, let's go see me. Yeah, yeah. Here's me recently doing the Apocalypse Commission, right? Doing a little marker rendering here. All right. Right. All right. It's a little inking going on there. You can see me inking. Right, I think. Yeah, I think you were there that night. I was there. Yeah, I was actually. There. I was chatting with you. Yeah. So you can always come back and go. How did you? How did you? I want to do that. How did he do? And you can see right in real time. You know, if you can dig in there. Uh, now, granted, we don't expect everyone to watch these videos all the way through for hours and hours, but it is a free resource. Just sitting there waiting to be discovered, right, Brandon? If it's free, it's for me. That's what I say. <laughs> right. Also, Brandon and I, we for years we did a podcast. I want to say like four or five years. All those are in there too. If you ever want to hear Brandon and I just wax poetic about whatever. And then uh, I also did a podcast from 2010 to 2014 with tons of like career help things. So if you're like, Rob, I need some career guidance, guidance and help and I don't know, all that other bullshit. Uh, go check that out there because yes. I don't really like helping people anymore. Right, Brandon? Like, like, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. Is there anything that you 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 appreciate on the, uh, the old... You, you know, I, you I appreciate that. I appreciate that there's a thousand of it, and it's free. That I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to do anything crazy. That it's all here. And if I want to be like, hey man, how do I use a Copic marker? Bam. How do I use some watercolor? Yeah. Bam. I'm not against giving me money. So you, right here, right at the top, you can click that little link. Go to kofi.com forward slash sketchcraft. Give me some money. I'll go buy a coffee. Ooh. Or if you go to shopsketchcraft.com, you can buy a print. When I have them up, right now the store is closed for the winter. But in spring, we'll open back up and we'll have prints in there. You can get all that stuff. right. But other than that, go check out the YouTube channel. All right, Brandon, let's get back to the show. Let's go. All right. So uh, had a little technical glitch there. So we fixed that. Um yeah, so, you know, when I found this, I was sort of hoping it would be black and white. This is before the concept of an artist edition ever hit me, you know? Um, but it is just a full issue. Man, that I hope they make one of those. I don't know if they ever will. Maybe IDW will, but... Or maybe they have. I haven't seen it. But, man, that would be a sick freaking artist edition. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of shocked that I mean, I mean, financially, I mean, it's first off, it's it's staple bound. So, like, it's nice because you can lie it flat exactly like like a comic, you know, just kind of surprise a sort of oversized edition. I mean, I, I get why it didn't take off. I mean, you know, retailers probably are like, where the fuck are we going to put this? I, I remember just sitting like on a well, shelf. The Rusty really and Big Guy and Rusty Boy Robot was staple bound and it was fucking huge. Yeah, to get an idea, like, like so, like, I mean, it gobbles up, you know? It's pretty dope, dude. I like it because it feels, I mean, this feels like an IMAX, you know, screen. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, I really like the way uh, Scott Campbell was drawing the girls for the first two issues or so. Like, they were more rounder. Yep. Like more Disney like in the face. I really liked it. And then by the third issue, I don't know, they get really more... expressive. His his face is man. Yeah, I mean who else was doing this with action figure characters at all, like at the time? I think that's what's like lost on folks. I think some people who criticize I don't know why they'd ever criticize this art, dude. Like when they're like, 
well, it's not realistic and no one's built that way. I'm like, fucking no one's built like uh, Frank Quitley's characters. Nobody. Like, <laughs> so? Like, who's built like a Mignola, a Mike Mignola character? Like, that's not the point. You know, unfortunately, you know, especially in America, everyone's so damn literal. But um, but when taking that Jim Lee image comics, you know, action figure art and then applying expressions to it, I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, a little bit of the yeah, the way he constructs his muscles too, like that bubble muscles, like yeah. Well, I mean, so that's sick. why they they made great action figures when McFarlane did the Danger Girl figures. I have those, like, still in the packaging and shit. But they, everything he draws is just meant to be a toy, right? Like, cool did you ever toy. play the PlayStation game? I know I had I it. I had the PlayStation uh, game. I got it at Action City. I had it for, uh, in shop. Yeah, it's not great. No, but it's not. But I, it was cool because you got to see all those cutscenes, and they were like all the drawn stuff. Yeah, it just it needed like Naughty Dog animators. The and it was mm-hmm. very stiff. That's basically it. But what's cool, man, about this oversized edition, this dangerous size edition, is like, I mean, yeah, it's so hard to like. I can. There's only so much I can show you the, with the camera, you know. It's, but like, you can really see like all, all these little details, like the background little. Uh, graffiti and shit. Like I think that's Thor's. Like yeah, that's just like a Stalin hammer and shit. See, and I love how he puts like the head right there, just floating, talking, like kind of video game style, like right, like, like a uh, JRPG or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just cool layout and the montage panel up top. It's just such yeah. good storytelling. Also, like I personally think that the coloring isn't isn't over rendered. I think nowadays everyone likes just put a glow rim on everything, right? Like right now, like like if this were hi fi coloring, it would all be like edge glowed, rim lit mm-hmm. around every gore green. Yeah, she green, she green, covered yeah. in matrix green, you know, and Sydney's blues and oranges, and it's fairly it's fairly subtle by today's standards good color trapping on like the uh the lines like pulling back the mountains where it's all purple and then yeah like little mario who was working in mario into their freaking layouts like at the time nobody right well in the nintendo power guy you know it's probably always find a way to do that yeah oh, i mean man. the cool part is if, if you're if you're one of those people who are like the lettering's too small in most comics. At this size, I mean, I mean it's pretty huge. I'm like, <laughs> it's like 12 point, 13 point type. And then let's go look at the, what page are we on here? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, no ads in this one either. So, Danger Size doesn't come with any ads. Weird. The color on the big one, on the first panel, is that all solid one blue? It looks like like there's no gradient to it. Like there isn't a smaller one. Maybe it's just a blue camera. Wait, wait here? No, panel one, the boat, like to the sky. It's like really bright blue. No, I use some haze for my light. I mean, I'm trying to... The, I've, I've lit my room the best I can for, you know... Mm-hmm streaming stuff but you're gonna get a little bit of you know it's the same 
Yeah, they're pretty close. A little bit more magenta in that upper right panel on page two right there. Uh, this looks like there's more yellow, actually, on this. Hmm. Like, when I actually look at it, looks like there's a little bit more yellow in this. But it's pretty minor. The only big difference in color shift would be on the cover, I would say. But, um... Yeah, I wish there was like a danger size version or battle chaser size version of Battle Chasers <laughs> issue one, right? Like battle size. Battle right? size. Yeah. Everyone's gotta like create their own name, right? Like Crimson and then just go crimson size because you have nothing to do. <laughs> what else do you, how do you pun that? You know? See, and I love that all the innuendo, it's all fun. It's all like it's not overt. It's just it's you know. Like it really confuses me. You get on one hand with comic book fans these days. You get the complaints that I don't want you to sexualize things. Okay, but then like the same people go off and they spend all the days drawing furries, doing all sorts of weird shit. I'm like, what do you care? Like, which is it? I don't know what it is. You know, like especially with creator-owned material. Like, if it's your book. Then that's the rules of you, your your universe. Who cares? Like, chill out. But I don't know. It's it, I like to say some people think that's new, but man, when I was even at this time in '98, I was hearing it from. It was usually the older cats at like Comic Con, like editors and artists who would be bitching. No, 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 man. So they don't. It's just girls with boobs and butts. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's what you were drawing in like the '70s. Just the 70s version of boobs and butts <laughs> like i'm sorry was was were the x-men really wearing clothes no they were like naked with belts you know like i mean look at the different outfit changes she's wearing in one issue like you don't you didn't see like normally these characters are wearing the same costume throughout the entire issue they're not switching like she's well, got like a t-shirt like on she's fashion. got a different shirt on look at that she's yeah. got a different shirt on here right different she's got this right and look he's drawing that 13 i imagine it's a gen 13 reference in perspective and then there's a, there, there's another outfit change you know you can't overlook like give your characters outfits changes you know it really it does help uh it helps scenes telling time scenes. yeah 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 time of day and location Man, I do, I wish he was still doing interiors. It's just not lucrative, you know. I guess. I mean, he could resell with his name though. He could be reselling the books, so it is lucrative when it's in its twenty fifth printing. And it, you know, it's he's not. So I don't. I don't know. I guess Wildsiders must have hurt that much, you know. Who knows? I, well, what we're gonna do in the future is I got the J. Scott Campbell like the big book that he did with Comicraft with the interview. It's a big black and white oversized interview book, and so we'll go through that. And that has a lot of wider, wild sider stuff. But it was before it was announced. Like that was where it was first. Yeah, I have issue zero and issue two of Wild Sider. Yeah, Joe Chiodo on the colors here. Like at least the color guides, you know. But um. Yeah, I've always loved Chiodo's colors. I own some of his um, color guides from some Cyberforce stuff. We'll have to do a video on that sometime. I think I have some Gen 13 cards. They did. I think the thing that stands out the most to me with with the book like Danger 
especially Danger Girl, was just, you know, it's fun. It's fun, and, dude. It's just and, fun. Uh, it's lighthearted. There's violence, but it's... There, there wasn't a lot of fun in mainstream books mm-hmm. in 98. Like, you know, what was going on Onslaught? That's not fun. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> Superman was, was blue. It wasn't fun, right? Like, Batman was doing nothing. Like, he had just come back from having his back broken. There was nothing happening in there. Like, this is this was fun. And you were... You were seeing, um, probably, I mean, like, it, Scott Campbell never left Marvel. He probably would have been drawing X-Men. But, like, you're seeing, like, some of the best talent just, like, conjure up things that they would never be allowed to draw at, at the big studios. Like, there's no way DC or Marvel were like, yeah, just have a whole book where no one has a superhero costume, you know, doing James Bond-like adventures. Like, that wasn't happening. And then here we are. So yeah. you can you can like, you know, if you're going to complain about it, well, it's not this or that. Well, what what was, you know, doing fun? Dude, what's adventure? not cool about James Bond and Indiana Jones, but with hot chicks? Like it's, it's yeah. just it's good, man. I wish I wish it was more than seven issues. I mean, they did those other ones, but if it's not done by Campbell, I don't really care. Well, he gets into it in the Comic Craft interview book a little bit, where I think what changed his mind on Danger Girl was they were developing a TV series or a movie. Like he was, that was in, was one of the two that was constantly in production. And the thing coming back from studios was that there wasn't a diverse enough cast, um, and so he felt like rather than retooling Danger Girl over and over again on that end, he wanted to create a book that was diverse enough that had a young teenage he was trying to play to the studios you know at the time and i'm all for diversity but at the same time if you're trying to chase a studio deal i mean they're they're gonna run you around like if they want to make something if they want to make something that you have they're gonna make it if they're telling you it's missing this or not having that it's because they're trying to find a way to not make it like that's it it's got nothing to do with what something is or isn't so if you want to see an example of this in real life, Double Fine, uh, the creators of Psychonauts, have a documentary up for Psychonauts 2. In the first episode, uh, Tim Schafer, the creator of Psychonauts and the creator of Double, uh, the head of Double Fine uh, Games, was going through a list of, uh, there was like a list that they had done, a studio had done for Psychonauts, Microsoft had done, to gauge with audiences like why the game wasn't working for them and everything that makes psychonauts great is what they complained about there's too much weird humor it takes place in a summer camp make something that people overseas can understand because they don't have summer camp apparently in europe and just shit like that and you're like well it is the game if you play the game it's great but you're saying those are the complaints because you're trying to find a way to not make the game you see what i'm saying like it's not a legitimate criticism like yeah, okay, you could have a more Danger Girl doesn't have to be limited to three girls. Add, it can, add dude, three you more. can have freaking you can have Danger Girl East, Danger Girl West. You know, you could right. you could yeah. tie other stuff. There's to all it. sorts of things, you know, like you could do. But that's just Danger Girl. I just think he got caught up in trying to get that Hollywood money, and uh, you know, I don't blame him. But at the same time, where did it go? You know, went nowhere. Sad to say. But this is a pretty cool book, Danger Girl. If you're a Danger Girl fan, I mean, look, put it on yeah, your shelf gonna... a little bit. Of a, I mean, it's a little bit of a. <laughs> I got. I have to have a tall shelf to stand it up, you know. 
Yeah, it won't fit on the comic rack either. Look how, look how big this this type is, though. Like, <laughs> they just blew they it really out want you head. to know. <laughs> like to, that that the the normally this text, right? The, what do you call that? The legal legal text is so small you can't read it, and now it's bigger than like the logo. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But that's Danger Girl, the Danger Size Edition. That's all we got. We will be back with more soon. Uh, you can find me here, sketchcraft.com. Uh, and Joe. And you can't find me. No. <laughs> <laughs> you might find Joe here talking. We're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff, folks. It's just basically we're going to be doing this uh, until I can show you what I've been working on. I will have a comic book for you to hold in the next year. Just I can't talk about it right now. It's going to be pretty cool. Till next time, Joe, say goodbye. Yeah, man, thanks. We'll see you guys next time.